Well, the simple statement we made is that prayer is for everyone. It's the idea that there's not this super spiritual qualification or only a few who prefer things that many of us don't, but that God has made us to be in close proximity and relationship to him. And we said very simply that prayer is much more than we contemporarily think about it. It's a much bigger umbrella, what it means to be in relationship with God. And we would say that prayer specifically is a way in which we abide, we relate, we remain in relationship closely to God. And prayer is a mechanism with which to do that. Well, we've been in a four-week series. We've talked about four different aspects, or we will over the four weeks. The first week, we looked at the role of Scripture in prayer, just the idea that actually engaging in Scripture, and we had a specific way we taught that in this series, that you contemplate and insert yourself into the passage, that God tends to reveal himself uniquely when we do this. And the very praying of Scripture, we discover who he is and often pray back to him and find ways to discuss and talk, and we discover his power and his presence in it. That's what we did in the first week. Last week, we looked at the role of intercession, the idea that we boldly, we shamelessly, audaciously pray for others again and again and again. And I wanna tell you again today, it was wonderful seeing the turnout for our day of prayer as we did it on Monday. We just prayed from six to seven together. We prayed throughout the day, but we did it. Just many of you who came and we'll continue to encourage that, but there was a strength and a power in it. This week, we're gonna look at the role of silence in prayer. We'll come back to that. And next week, we're gonna have Craig Dennison here, who's the founder of First 15, that many of us use as a tool for our own present kind of discovering God, a tool of prayer. Uh, If you go to first 15, the word first, the number 15.org, you'll see more about that. There are 365 different kind of daily practices that are given in that. So each day you get something new in direction. But Craig will be here to talk to us about the role of worship. So where we're going to go today is this idea of silence. Now you've got to admit, even just saying the word silence is foreign in our world today, isn't it? And if we ask ourselves biblically what this means, we certainly can look to aspects where God tells us to be silent or others do in counsel. In fact, in, uh, in Proverbs, it says that even a fool seems wise if he keeps silent. That's one that you often use when someone says something you're not happy with. Yeah, did you know you'll seem smarter if you just don't say anything? While that's true, that's not what I mean right now. What I mean is there's something that God has made about silence and us being silent before him that is powerful and a part of knowing him and relating to him. Think of just these few examples in the Psalm, Psalm 37, it says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wickedness. In other words, when life isn't going well, just sit silently before God and wait. You know, another Psalm says that more than the watchmen wait for the morning, we wait for God. It's the idea that our waiting is anticipating, not waiting out of fear that it won't happen. There's something in the waiting that's powerful, in silence that's powerful. Or take Psalm 46 where he says, be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. We know that in Jesus' very life, this idea that he regularly stole away to be with the Father, to be in prayer, had aspects of simply sitting in the quiet, desolate places. Let me help us to understand it this way, hopefully. I wanna take you back to driver's ed, which I'm assuming most of you had, maybe a few of you didn't. But I don't know, years ago, when I took driver's education, there was a rule they taught you, which was for every 10 miles an hour you're driving, you need to leave a second of space between you and the car in front of you. We called it the one Mississippi rule. And so as someone passed you, or they were in front of you, if you were going 20 miles an hour, guess how long you had to wait? Two seconds. 
If you're waiting, going 60 miles an hour, you had to wait six seconds and then seven. Now think about how we drive today. When you see a space like this, what do you think? Fill it, right? Fill it. I mean, I actually get mad. And if I see that I've left space, I know someone else will fill it. So what do you think I do with that space? Get rid of it. I will move closer and closer. Often the people in the car say to me, do you realize we can't stop? I'm not trying to stop. I'm trying to fill in the space. Amen? It's how we live, isn't it? I want you to understand it's how we live, not just how we drive. Here's the principle I want us to consider today. The faster you're moving, the longer it takes to slow down. Just consider that for a second. The faster you're moving, the longer it takes to slow down. How fast do we move today? How much noise is around us today? How many times do you enter a room and think, it should not be quiet in here. TV goes on, music goes on, and maybe you're on another device. How many of you use more than one device at a time anywhere you are? You liars. They say the average person uses three or four devices today, and, and I don't think you're really above it. And even if you just use one, tell me, is it not true that we are always running? The faster you go, the longer it takes to slow down. Now, I want us to get a picture of how important silence is. We're going to watch. It is a 15-minute word video. I will just tell you right now, as you watch it, you're going to be mad because it's going to go slower than you think it should. Just contemplate, why does it have to go faster? Watch what happens in your own soul. And for two of these 15 minutes, one minute at different times, you'll actually be given a moment of silence. What this is, is more of a lab, but a guided lab for you. We'll do some other things afterwards, but I wanted us to encounter this. This is done by a man named Pete Scazzaro, works at a church in New York, does a whole process called Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. I just want you to engage in slowing down and considering what God might wanna say to you. Take a look at the screens.
I'm not sure what each of your experiences were of this. I've done this in multiple settings and found very commonly I'll hear the first time I did a minute, it seemed like a long time. The second time it went by more quickly because you're already slowing down. See, the faster we go, the longer it takes to slow down. And I love that thought. Do you know God has gifts for us in silence and solitude we can't find other places? There is both the practice of this, which I want to challenge and encourage. I'm going to give you one more picture. We're going to do one more opportunity to be quiet after I do this. But I want to remind you, it's both what you express in silence and it's how you live in the other parts of your life that you have to begin to ask, am I running so fast with so much around me that it's hard to slow down? And even begin asking how many things you do at once, how you do them at once, because God calls us to a life of slow and waiting. We have to slow down to actually discover him. I want to give you one more picture of this. It's a video I've shown before. I showed it in a relationship series once we did a while back. And it's a picture. It's, it's called the Jubilee Project. It's a it's four minutes. They ask these, these families of a parent and an adult child to just look at each other for four minutes. So I'm going to show you this again, but I want you to think about it this way. If you're parents, you can think about what you'd think of towards your kids, but I want it always to turn around to, as a child, if you were sitting before God, what do you think it might be like to just sit and look at each other? What might he feel towards you? What you might, just take a look at the screen and let that open up and then we'll have some quiet out of it. This was totally unexpected. Wow. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Step to your marks, please. Okay, be cool.
When I looked at you, it was just the day you were born. <laughs> it's like a history mm. coming back from the time he was born till now. Oh, 지금도 생각하는 게 이제 시집 가는 그 생각만 하고 있어요 사실. 결혼해도 같이 살아야죠. 같이. Next door. Oh, 그런 생각이. 자식에게 더 많은 걸 해주고 싶은데 못 해주는 그런 필이 항상 그런 마음이 항상 있습니다. Yeah. I just um, think about the the amount of sacrifices that she's she's made um, in making my life better. This is something a moment that I will not forget. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's such a moment of love and identity, isn't it, in the quiet like that? And I just know that when we sit before God, he wants to speak back to us his love. You know, when the father tells the son he's well pleased, when he tells Jesus, it's before he does anything. It's the idea that God loves us in our identity and we work out of that. And we discover more of that in the midst of being in his presence. And so what I want to do right now is I'm going to give you a minute of quiet. Then I'm going to give you another minute of quiet. Between them, I'm going to speak some things over you. Because while I know God wants to show you how he loves you, I think there's a lot of things that block that. We tend to have our own messaging we hear, a lot of confusion. So I'm just going to give you a minute of quiet. There's nothing you're doing. You're not trying to get God to speak to you. You're just sitting in the quiet but I believe he wants to speak his love over you. And after a minute, I'm gonna say some things over you that I know are what he sees. We're gonna have a second minute of quiet and then I'm gonna pray over you. So we're gonna do two minutes kind of in a row. So you go ahead and close your eyes. Lord, I ask you just to be with each person now and remind them how you see it. You sit now for a minute of quiet, doing nothing, just waiting. Now hear these words just with your eyes closed of God's heart for you. You are his child. You are his friend. You are the friend of Christ. You are united with him and one with him in spirit. You are a member of his family. You are adopted as his son or daughter. You are complete in him. 
You are free from condemnation through Christ's forgiveness. You are established, anointed, and sealed by God. You are a citizen of heaven. You are a branch of Jesus Christ, the true vine and a channel of his very life through his spirit. You are chosen and appointed to bear fruit. You are where his very presence is housed. You are his temple. You are a minister to others of reconciliation for him. You are his workmanship. Now take another minute in the quiet and just sit before God. Lord, I pray for each person here, for each one watching online. God, let them know your love, your Father's love for each one. I pray they would know you are with them, you are for them, and you love them. God, minister to each one. Draw them deeper to you, that they would slow down increasingly to just be with you. I pray this in your name. Amen.